Paradise people, welcome back to the podcast from our radio show here at Bobo 89.1 FM and our Zoom meeting here that you're listening to if the audio sounds a bit different to you. I'm Bella Rooney, your host, and today we are chatting with Rob Cobbled. Cobbled? Cobbled. Yes? Cobbled. Very good. Better than most first time around. The uh, Chief Operating Officer at the Blue Circular Economy platform called Beach Collective. So thank you so much for joining me today, Rob, to talk a bit about Beach Collective and the incredible work you guys are doing. Thanks, Ben. My absolute pleasure. So, Rob, you have an amazing background. I've kind of done a bit of stalking on the interwebs. And I met you at COP27, and I figured you were a busy bee when I met you then. <laughs> but after looking over your LinkedIn and doing some Googling, you're like the busiest of bees. Um, you have a massive background in science communication through the educational programs you've worked in. Um, lots of lots of project project managing for groups like the Crowd or Green Schools Project, and then you're also the founder of a group called Conscious Evolution, which is, a, from what I understand, a group that works with the concept of giving humans the understanding of their role in their in our own evolution and giving us the tools to harness that from what I understand, to make a conscious evolution to make the world a better place. Pretty good. You've understood pretty well. <laughs> okay, that's it? Okay, good. That's pretty much it, yeah. And I mean, more concretely, it's just an online publica publication and podcast, right? Um, I have done some workshops and stuff at yoga retreats around that theme. In fact, I'm doing one over New Year's. Um, but it's it's more uh, it's more just like a side project, and yeah, it's like a it's like a podcast. The podcast, what I'm most proud of. Cool, that yeah. The one is curious. That's great. the one to check out. Yeah. Okay. Currently on British Airways in-flight entertainment. In fact, fun Ooh, fact. Hey. So as you fly to and from the Cayman Islands, uh, if you get British Airways, that is it's available to listen to on on the flight. Oh my gosh! And here we are, my little podcast here. One day, maybe we'll be on Cayman Airways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how many people listen to it on Inflight Entertainment. They said they said at the beginning when, when they put me on, they were like, "Yeah, we have um, millions of customers a year." And this was in like beginning of twenty twenty one. I was like, "Not this year, you don't." <laughs> so they won't they won't tell me how many people listen to it. So I've got no idea. For all I know, it's five people, but we'll see. Uh, better better than nothing, right? Better to have it on there than not. So exactly. We could do a whole other episode on that work that you're doing, because that sounds absolutely amazing. But we're just going to focus on Beach Collective for today. So I just kind of want to start with your journey to Beach Collective. So I met you at COP27. How have you, I just want people to get to know you a bit better. So how have you gotten there? So I got really, I've always been interested in climate change um, ever since I was at school. Um, and... I got really interested in money design as a topic um, because, yeah, I read, read this book by this guy called Charles Eisenstein called Sacred Economics, really good place to start if anyone's curious, um, because basically it's this hidden underlying factor beneath so many of the problems that we see in the world today. Um, we're always having these conversations about um, you know, how to get money from one place to another or how to fund more of this or how to redistribute wealth so it's not so unequal. And we very, very rarely, if ever, talk about what kind of money do we actually want? Um, because it turns out that the reason why the world is so unequal and the reason why it's so difficult to um, stop growing 
um, is because of the way that we've designed money. And it turns out that that is a choice that we've made at somewhere down the line um, to basically create a kind of money that's very, very good at creating growth and um, uh, incentivizing, um, therefore, extraction um, of materials and value from the earth in order to grow and grow and grow. Um, but it's really not very good at um, slowing off or leveling off or kind of yeah evolving to a more kind of qualitative kind of growth where we decide which kinds of growth we want, not just growth for the sake of growth. Um, and it also exacerbates um, inequality in all sorts of ways. So then I became very interested in, okay, well, how can we redesign money? And what would a money look like that actually made possible the kind of world that we wanted to live in? and started researching sort of um, community currencies. And uh, there's lots of um, community currencies. Some of them are sort of place-based. Um, some of them are, um, you know, and the whole sort of crypto scene emerged. I got very interested in that. Um, of course, the crypto space largely has just reproduced the same problems that we see in normal markets, um, just a little bit easier. Um, but there's also this radical potential there because for the first time, I think the critical mass of people are aware that actually money is this thing that we can design. Um, and so, yeah, when I came across the Beach Collective and um, in particular, one of the founders, um, Chris, who um, I've known for some years now, we actually worked on a previous iteration. Um, it just spoke to, I think, all of the areas that I've been interested in. Um, both from that kind of monetary perspective and the conscious evolution um, sort of philosophical. Um, because really it's it's conscious evolution put into practice. It's it's consciously redesigning our systems in order to enable, um, you know, future evolution and flourishing on this planet. Um, so I really see the two as like, you know, one sort of like backing up the other in that respect. That's super interesting. That's quite a journey then. That's quite a... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And my career has been very um, kind of like smorgasbordy. Um, I've always like dipping into this, dipping into that. Um, certainly didn't, wasn't interested in any of the kind of traditional career options laid out in front of me. I was always a bit of a multidisciplinarian, um, which you know is quite tough actually, to be a multidisciplinarian in this world because it's sort of favoured for specialists in niche areas. And so sort of um, loved the climate education piece. That was great. Did a lot of climate education. That was very rewarding, very meaningful, um, but was kind of keen to see if I could scale that up and enable people to take action at a larger scale. And hopefully Beach Collective is, is, is the answer to that. I think that's epic. Very cool. So let's move on to Beach Collective then. I kind of have written down in my notes that how, who, what, when, where, why of Beach Collective and how you guys started. But I think you've kind of mostly explained who, that's Chris and yourself, and then the why and figuring out new ways to use money, putting money towards actual good things, essentially, if we could break it down to that level of simplicity. Um, so I guess my next question is Beach Collective, you describe yourself as a blue circular economy platform. And for people out there who might not know what that is, would you just be able to explain that? Sure. Um, yeah, we're saying we're, we're part of a larger team. We've got 10 founders. Um, also work very closely with Jasper on the marketing and design. Uh, and we've got other founders as well who advise on everything from finance to um, partnership. Well, um, you name it. Um, so Blue Circular Economy Platform. Well, um, we have designed a currency which internalizes the health of the planet into every single transaction. 
So if you use it to buy a cup of coffee or your veg at your local farmer's market, and it's really designed for those everyday transactions. Um, and the fee that you'd normally be giving to Visa or MasterCard, uh, we take that same fee and we give it to the oceans. Um, the circularity is made possible because we also uh, work with businesses and brands to accept that currency as payment in return for their products or services or whatever it might be. Um, and uh, and some of the fees that we charge, as I said, they go towards clean oceans initiatives like picking up the beach. Um, so there is the potential there to create a complete circle. We um, sell a product on our shop that hopefully uses sustainable recycled materials. For example, our partner Ginger Bees is um, does sustainable active wear. They use a lot of old stock or recycled materials. Um, so we sell a pair of their leggings or tracksuits. Um, the fee that would normally be leaked to Visa or MasterCard is then uh, redistributed to a beach clean in Sri Lanka, say, uh, where they collect plastics and materials from the beach. Um, uh, that material, that plastic then gets put into the recycling system and at some point gets built into another product, um, which we can then sell on our shop. So essentially, we're creating a kind of um, loop for um, the entire economy, um, all via this currency, uh, which whenever it's used to buy anything, uh, a fee is going back towards the planet. And again, that's a fee that normally you'd just be paying to Visa or, App or MasterCard um, or to Amazon or Shopify, you'd be paying a, a much larger fee. So it's all just like capturing value that's kind of leaking out to these kind of third-party financial institutions, which, um, you know, I, I suppose we're providing a really valuable service at one point or another, but like all things, um, we have the technologies evolved that we don't really need them anymore basically. So let's take those fees and do something better with them. Yeah, for sure. That's super cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. I, some, some people, I don't think people can see the full connection um, of how things move and how you can actually, how you have to sometimes think about the outcome of things like that. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's super complex, you know, and, and, Obviously, you know, we're a long way from um, that fully circular model. You know, we're only la launching our shop in one next year. Um, you know, we funded an awful lot of uh, plastic removed from the beaches, um, something like 120, 150,000 kilograms. Um, but often that's in very remote locations and the sort of waste processing facilities are uh, non-existent sometimes or just inadequate or hard to um, I literally just got off a conversation with somebody in Kakumura, um, who we fund to do a weekly uh, cleanup of the camp with 30 women refugees. And um, in order to find somebody to come and collect all the rubbish they'd collected, we actually had to pay them to come and collect it all. Mm. Um, so despite the fact we've, we've been working for ages and ages and ages to collect these tons and tons and tons of waste, um, to actually get it taken and processed and recycled, we have to pay. Right. Um, so that's obviously a long way from where we need to be. And um, it's beyond the scope of what we're doing at present to like resolve that entire supply chain of materials. However, the potential is there because we have this currency, um, which basically becomes a source of funding to kind of tackle all these problems, particularly reduce the cost of collection. Like if you're trying to collect, want to put it in, one of the biggest costs is collecting it in the first place. Um, and we've basically come along and solved that problem. So, 
um, we rely on partnering with other organizations that other parts like mobile recycling facilities and then um, getting it into the sort of, um, you know, um, supply chain for brands like, um, but uh, we're certainly, um, you know, aim to be a key part of that loop. Right. So speaking about your currency then, so you have your beach tokens or your little money sign beach, and that's been described as a DeFi currency. So again, for people who maybe don't know what DeFi, what a DeFi currency is, um, could you just explain how that fits in our money world, our, our financial world? Sure. So DeFi stands for decentralized finance. Um, and it's just one of these sort of fancy terms for, um, you know, the, the new kind of emerging crypto space um, and decentralized currencies. Um, we, you know, there's also the term emerging refi. We could call ourselves a refi currency if we wanted to. Um, essentially, it's just all fancy terminology for, um, you know, this like emerging crypto slash climate space um, that we are sort of positioning ourselves in. Um we are yeah so we are a uh, beach is a cryptocurrency it's built on the uh, binance smart chain um which is actually a centralized uh, blockchain so we're not as decentralized as um some sort of ideological like um but uh that allows us to be several things one is low emissions so actually the emissions of a transaction are lower than visa or mastercard um which you can't say the same for many cryptos that are decentralized of course um, some managed to be both, uh, but we also chose the Binance Smart Chain because it means that we're accessible to billions of people that lack digital access to other currencies. Um, it's the sort of most widely used and widely adopted, particularly in the places that we work, like Philippines. Um, and we've even gone a step further by basically creating the... We've designed the currency in such a way that you can actually earn and spend it without even owning a crypto wallet. Um, because even though... Um, yeah, crypto in theory is available to everyone. Um, we know that digital access and inclusion is an issue. And, um, you know, a lot of the people uh, that we want to use the currency, to earn the currency, picking up litter or planting trees, and then to use the currency in their communities, um, just in, in practice, lack digital access to cryptos. And it's not necessarily about owning a smartphone, right? It's also about having the confidence to know how to use it and to interact in crypto spaces and the kind of like know-how and now to understand markets and all the rest. So um, we have kind of cut out all of that and we've created a currency which is very simple to use. Um, and you can send and receive it with just like an email username. Um, and whenever you do so, you're doing something good for the planet. Um, so and we see that as kind of a... I would say the crypto world has kind of missed out on that level of simplicity because they're so ideologically focused on the decentralization piece. Um, it's like, you know, as far as some people are concerned, you know, like if it's not decentralized, it's, worth it. it's, it's, not, it's not a real crypto. Um, we don't really mind that. We're sort of happy to be sort of half decentralized, half centralized, as long as we can achieve what we want to achieve. Right. That actually answers my next question, which was the fact that you don't require a crypto wallet. So that's pretty impactful impactful for people in developing countries. Um, and as I've been yeah, speaking it. People about it, I've had people going, oh, you don't need a crypto wallet? Oh, you don't need, and I'm, I'm like, oh, like I'm getting different opinions on it now, which is very interesting. Um, I'm still learning a lot about this. So you've mentioned several times about the 1% of transactions go towards the planet, which is for people listening, I feel like I should disclose. I'm doing a 
fun little internship with Beach Collective right now, which I'm super excited. I'm super excited to be learning about all this and to be involved in such, I think, an impactful project. Um, and one of my favorite things is the fact that there are less emissions than your more traditional card payment, uh, you know, like like your music Visa or MasterCard. So how how do you actually reduce the carbon emissions? It's just, I, I have no idea. Yeah, sure. So, um, so essentially, we have created almost like a kind of internal uh, economy for the currency. So I can actually buy and sell the currency like you can buy and sell dollars or pounds or Ethereum or Bitcoin or whatever on the open market. Um, and that will uh, that will result in a in a in a crypto transaction taking place on on the Binance smart chain, um, and um, those emissions are are uh, by themselves they're so minimal um, that just the operating costs the emissions of operating a big company like Visa or Mastercard mean that actually even those are going to be lower than a Visa or Mastercard transaction. Um, we go a step further by creating like a kind of internal marketplace for the currency. So imagine I have my currency in my wallet, um, in my crypto wallet, and then I basically take that and I top up like a little bag or purse with the beach bag or beach bag. Um, we then hold those tokens, just like we hold everyone else's tokens um, who tops up their beach bag. And those tokens can then be used in our online shop, um, on beach pay, our payment app, you name it. Um, we hold all those tokens in our internal ledger, but then we account for where they go. So, um, you know, if Bella has um, $1,000 worth of tokens and then she spends uh, 50 of them in Gingerbee, she now has 950 and Gingerbee goes up to 50. So we just do that accounting. And that is quite simply just an accounting thing. It's just literally going, oh, it's gone like this, oh, it's gone like that. And so that, there's no emissions there at all to do that. Um, and um, certainly fewer emissions than there would be for any Visa or MasterCard transaction, just because they have offices and they probably pay for flights and all the rest of it. Right, right. Okay, cool. That's so cool. <laughs> I keep saying that's cool. This whole thing is so cool to me. Right. That makes yeah, it's nifty what you can do when you expand your definition of what money could be. Yeah, um, exactly. There's lots, there's lots we can It's very creative. I love it. It's very cool. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> beach Collective includes a bunch of different things. When you go on your website, you have Beach Action, Beach Pay, Beach Shop, Beach Nomad, Beach Swap, Beach Farm, Beach NFT. You have so many different things. And I know one of the things that I'm most interested out of all of them right now is your beach action. So I just thought maybe you could tell us a little bit about beach action for people because people would start doing it today if they wanted to. Yeah, beach action is sort of the glue that knits all of those other things you mentioned together. Um, it's essentially our community. Um, and our community is everyone from individuals who care about the planet um, to brands who, who are planet friendly, um, to NGOs who, who um, take action on a bigger scale. Um, and it's basically a social media platform. Um, but the social media platform is designed rather than to maximize ad revenue, like most of our social platforms are, um, it's designed to incentivize and reward individuals and organizations who take direct action for the planet. Um, I mean, social media is this unbelievably powerful tool for shaping human behavior, um, a bit like money. Um, but again, we haven't really designed it very consciously. We've kind of just 
plugged it into our existing way of um, operating, which is let's make as much money as possible, I think, by the consequences. And then, um, surprise, surprise, we ended up like breaking to all these social platforms, which do this really important job of like, you know, like regulating human behavior and, and actually giving visibility and influence and status to, um, you know, hopefully people that we want to listen to, we want to pay attention to or have something valuable to say. But instead of that, we basically just sold that visibility and influence to the highest bidder, right? So, um, you know, and that comes with all the problems with social media that are so well documented and don't need me to really talk about here. So Beach actually is basically answer that question is what would a social media platform look like if we tried to design it to incentivize individuals and organizations to take action for the planet? And basically it's something like Google Maps for climate action. It's literally a map of the world. Um, it's uh, it's segmented into a grid called um, by what three words, which is basically a um, they've kind of designed like a postcode system for the entire world. Our world is divided into these three meter squares. And each three by three meter square has a unique three word reference. So it could be pencil, speaker, window. Okay, one three word reference somewhere. And then um, individuals, organizations can come along and register actions to particular squares. So I pick up a plastic bottle from the beach, I drop a pin in the map along with a photo, and then I actually earn each token as a reward. And I earn uh, social credit over time accumulates to more visibility, more influence, more status, et cetera. Um, so this then becomes a very, very powerful tool for companies as well, because companies, as we know, uh, like to look good. They like to spend money on environmental initiatives. Um, and, you know, there's always an ulterior motive there, which is they want to reach their customers and they want their customers to they're doing good. Um, and that's fine as far as we're concerned, but we think it could be working better. And um, we think there's a way to give the companies that are really having impact more visibility and influence um, and so that basically is what Beach Action is, is, is this way for companies can, for example, sponsor Beach Award. So, uh, Bella, you pick up the plastic bottle from the beach, um, but the reward that lands in your wallet is from the bar down the road, which will accept token as payment. Or it's from, um, I don't know, some university that's trying to uh, pitch to you a master's degree, for example. Um, so it can work in many, many ways. Um, and we can also, and then those companies will then get visibility and influence with the action that they've had, right? They funded you to pick up a plastic bottle, in essence. Um, so then that goes on their kind of like impact tally, and they gradually get more impact and visibility and status like that. Um, so it's just sort of a way to kind of like use the way that we are wired I, to care about our reputation, to care about our wallet, kind of like lever that to get us doing the most good possible. I love that. That's like subtle sabotage, but in a good, good sabotage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, totally. I mean, like, you know, because it's that there is this kind of like, um, like bleeding hearts, um, uh, like kind of moral purism sometimes about change efforts, you know, like, um, like the only way to make the world a better place is, um, you know, by, um, basically by being overly optimistic or idealistic about human nature. You know, we have to be real about the fact that like we are like how we are and we do respond to certain incentives and that's absolutely fine. Um, so let's use that, um, not like cynically, but let's just like, let's just design systems so that actually 
we don't have to wag our fingers at people to make them do the right thing because we just made it in people's interests. And too often, like, activism can get stuck in that finger-waggy kind of space, particularly, like, bad companies, bad governments, you know, they're all doing the wrong thing. And it's like, yes, we need them to do more, um, but they're also stuck to a certain extent in systems which incentivize them all to do the wrong thing. And, you know, companies like have to maximize shareholder profit or they get sued by their shareholders, um, you know, and, you know, you have all these like, you know, and, and governments have to chase votes because that's what they have to do. So let's, by all means, let's apply the social pressure, but let's also like change the landscape of incentives so that we don't even have to wag our fingers at them because actually doing the right thing is just in their interest. Right. Badass, bro. Badass. love it i'm glad you like it (laughs) so um this one percent transaction what kind of projects because um or or uh, a step back a bit okay because we're still on beach action and i want people to understand that it doesn't just have to be cleaning a beach it could be something like having a vegetarian meal you know which is lower emissions cutting out your meat da 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 definitely don't use that as a way to eat eat for your health but that's as simple as it can be right any little tiny thing you do Mm. that way um, can yeah. help and can win you beach tokens, right? That's exactly it. Yeah, and um, yeah. So, so you know, I mean, everything. And, and you know, I think it's really that's also kind of overlooked piece, right? From these um, sometimes these conversations do get bogged down, and like I say, governments need to do, and big corporates need to come along and fix the problem. And like again, to reiterate, yes, they do need to do more, and we shouldn't overlook that at all. We need to apply pressure wherever we can, but. Uh, that can it kind of subtly disempowers the individual that messaging and basically says uh your individual actions and choices don't really matter because unless the companies come along or the governments come along and solve it all um you know then we're screwed either way and it kind of forgets that like what do companies care about well they care about consumers Mm -hmm. and what do governments care about well they care about voters right so actually the way that you act and the choices that you make and the opinions that you broadcast are important and they really matter and so we want to kind of acknowledge that and create a platform which really recognizes that hey do you know what if all you did today is like you didn't eat any meat or if you walked to work instead of uh, getting the bus or if you um yeah picked up a plastic bottle from the pavement and put it in the recycling hey that counts too and it actually matters and we want to recognize that and reward that um so and then you asked about the fees and what we do with them so the one percent for the planet is if you use our app beach pay which is the simplest tool we offer it's literally pinging beach from one person to another um but we would also so for example if you did some shopping on beach shop we'd actually give two percent of that to the planet we charge three percent overall two goes to the planet beach pay we charge 1.5 percent overall and one percent goes to the planet so, so it's two-thirds of our fee um, and we've designed those fees that they basically uh, wipe the floor when it comes to Amazon or, you know, certainly Visa or MasterCard. Um, and basically, we split those fees three ways, like I say. So a third of them go to us. Um, and that's just so that we can keep the lights on so I can pay my salary, all the rest of it. Um, a third of it goes to clean oceans initiatives. So that is things like beach cleans, um, circular economy initiatives, recycling, that kind of thing. And then 
And the other third goes to blue carbon initiatives. So things like mangrove restoration, um, potentially might do something with coral, with seaweed farming, lots of options there. But so far, mostly we've spent it on mangrove restoration. That's been your biggest one so far, mangrove restoration. Well, we could tell you about- Yeah, beach cleans and mangrove restoration. Oh yeah, you've got a load of them in the Cayman Islands, haven't you? We do, and we had Cass recently on um, telling us about our beautiful mangroves. So if anybody's listening and wants to know, we have the largest mangrove forest in the Caribbean, which is amazing, and we need to protect it. So things like this can help, you know, raise awareness, you know, for stuff exactly like that. So, so I guess- yeah, Awareness and funding. Awareness and funding. I'm a huge fan of Kathy, by the way, um, and, you know, the National Trust Cayman Islands and all the work she does with the Island Offsets. And, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, just starting the conversation now, but hope to do something really cool with the mangroves there and maybe issue carbon credits for them as well. Um, that's another tool we're launching, by the way, coming in Q1, which is going to be yeah, essentially a tool for people to mint and issue their own carbon credits. Again, kind of same model as the currency, like cutting out all the middlemen, cutting out all the faff and nonsense and kind of like unnecessary um, like agents in the middle who take value. Um, and, you know, so that we can give maximum value to the actual project on the ground that needs it, right? Um, but yeah, huge fan of Kathy and really hope to, yeah, really hope to do something in particular with your Cayman Islands mangroves because, because I've seen them and they're lovely. Oh, good. Well, shout out to Kathy. She's one of the greatest people ever on this planet and on our island. I just love her so much. Um, and yes, like you said, so you've been here before and I know you've done a cleanup, I think, with Plastic Free Cayman before. I think you guys partnered in a cleanup. Um, and I guess that's kind of one of my closing questions um, is why is this relevant to us here? Um, why would, you know, if I was to talk, I mean, everything you've said makes it relevant to just humankind, really. But if you if you could make it relevant to us here in our island, what what do you think that would be? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, number one, um, you know, as any sort of low lying Caribbean island, um, you have a, a problem, right? Um, the beaches are slowly disappearing. Um, you know, you're, you're, you depend on tourism. Uh, well, not depend on a large part of your economy's tourism. Um, and that, you know, a lot of that's based around the beaches and the coral reefs and the um, wildlife. Um, and all of that depends on healthy, thriving ecosystems in beaches, right? So um, essentially what we offer uh, any jurisdiction, particularly a jurisdiction like the Cayman Islands, which has all those things in common, we basically say, look, if we can get our currency... Um, almost like an alternative currency on the island. I, I know you already have two, right? So you with Cayman Islands dollars or with dollars. So imagine if you just had a third option, which is like, oh, I can pay with beach token. Um, what that would mean is that all those fees that are currently leaking to Visa or MasterCard um, or to the banks, um, those fees would be captured and then they'd be spent on making sure that the beaches would be. They would be spent on clearing the sargassum away from the beaches, which I know you have in large quantities. Um, they could be spent on making sure that the mangroves are protected and that um, the coral reefs are restored. Um, and that essentially is free budget, basically, for the environmental uh, uh, department of the of the Cayman Islands government. Um, it's 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 money that's just leaking out of the island in the, all these fees to card companies, and we're saying, hey. 
keep it and spend it on local environmental initiatives. Um, so that's kind of what we um, began conversations with um, a few of the stakeholders on the island in kind of March. Um, conversations still very early. Um, you know, we have a lot of development to do. Um, there's also a lot of stakeholder relations building on the island. Um, but if anyone is listening on the island and they have a shop or they have a bar or they have a restaurant, um, and they are interested in adopting our currency beach and seeing what you can do with that, um, then do get in touch. Um, and even more so if you're an online brand as well and you sell um, products that can be shipped, um, because this is something we want to list on our online shop in Q1 next year. Brilliant. There's pretty much no reason not to. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of no reason not to take a step and be brave and 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 forward thinking that way, you know? So, okay. Yeah, that's the way we look at it. Yeah, 100%. And thank you. I guess that's it. Thank you so much for chatting. I mean, we could talk forever about this. I have like another 10 questions, but I have a little five minute timer going off there saying that this meeting will end in five minutes. So thank you so much for chatting. This was great. And I'll have all the details so people can get involved with this down below. Um, and this project I really believe it can make a difference. So thank you for putting so much of your time and effort into it and for sharing it with us today. And I would urge everyone out there to check this out ASAP and to jump on board. So thank you. Thank you, Bella, my absolute pleasure. And yeah, anyone, anyone who's curious and wants to kind of get involved, first thing you can do, have a look at Beach Action, um, do something good for the planet today and register it on the map and you'll, you'll get a feel for how it works. Bing bang, baby. Thank you. And thanks again to DMS Broadcasting and Bobo 89.1 and to our silent sponsor and to my pal Ryan Kirkaldi from Retrospect Media for his masterful editing skills of this Zoom interview. You can check out our filmed episodes on YouTube and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Protecting Paradise KY. Also make sure to follow Beach Collective on all their socials at Beach underscore token for Instagram and then at Beach Collective on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, you're everywhere for more updates on this project. And all the amazing efforts that the funding is going to around the world. So thanks again, Rob. Thanks. Thank you, Bella. Bye-bye. <laughs>